It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, And it'll be another uh, busy midweek show uh, today. The girls were really busy last night. Uh, The boys were busy in the BWAC, and you saw what we hoped would be a big showdown, but it ended up being Crosslex being Crosslex. Not even. We'll talk about it more, but that was a game I was hoping would have a big fight feel, and it just kind of fell flat. Somebody tried to bribe me last night. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that was. Actually, I knew that actually, was coming. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. We'll talk about that um, coming up. Uh, and we've got a, a busy uh, boys basketball schedule going on tonight. Plus, there's hockey, so there'll be plenty to talk about on the show. Plus, it's the two of us, so we'll end up blithering off on a tangent somewhere. At some point. I mean, you sat, we sat there with your headset on for 30 minutes before we actually hit record. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've been, uh, we, we've been in uh, one of those uh, moods. I think it's the, uh, the cold weather outside. It must, it must be. Yeah, we don't want to go back outside. Yeah. Single digits when you get in the car is, is never fun. Hey, try to stay positive. <laughs> this would be a heat wave on Pluto. There you go. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, 
North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. We'll start with the uh, the guys last night because uh, we both covered uh, a boys game. And we'll start in the BWAC because they played a full schedule uh, last night. And there are a couple of interesting uh, results. Uh, yeah, do you want to start with my game or do you want to end the well, BWAC? Well, that, that was the one at, at the top. Yeah, this so, was one and two. This yeah. was the game we had circled basically since the start of the year of one of the must-see games. And you're going into it, Cross-Lex, 10-0, Richmond, 8-1. and You're expecting this big class showdown, and it just fell flat. You know sometimes when you go into a gym and maybe a game you weren't expecting, you're like, you get a feel, you're like, this is going to be a big game. This is going to mm-hmm. be a good game. I never really had that um, in the gym last night, and it carried over. Uh, Cross-Lex just kind of, I don't even want to say dominated Richmond because Cross-Lex probably only played like a B or B-minus game. They won 57-38. The first quarter, Cross-Lex is up 9-5, to and it's like, all right, that's a slow start, and it didn't really get going. At the half, it was 22-17. No one, there's not a lot of big shots being made. It felt like 
both teams were maybe pressing, not like in the defensive term, but like trying to do too much uh, type of thing. Then Crosslex really ran away with it in the third quarter. They were up 43-29 before cruising to the win. And Richmond never really made a run. Like, you know, usually when a team gets up, you, you're waiting for that blowback. It was like, all right, there it is. And, and on the counter side, Crosslex never really had a moment where you're like, oh, that's the sequence that kills Richmond. They just slowly kept pulling away. It's like, all right, Crosslex will score. Richmond doesn't. Crosslex doesn't. Richmond does. Crosslex scores. Richmond doesn't. Crosslex does. And it just kind of went back and forth. I will say a bright spot. Donovan McDonald had 16 points, and the first game I really felt he was a huge force rebounding, like he's done well before, but there were times last game where he, you could tell he took over the boards, and you really was the focal point of the game. Jake Townsend was in foul trouble. He only ended with two points. Trey Kolakovich had 14. They played well as a team, and did enough to win, I guess. Yeah. This didn't feel like a battle for first place in the BWAC. It felt like a, a non-conference game that was played on a day where you had, like, exams or midwinter break <laughs> and you didn't go. Like, that's what it felt yeah. like. Richmond, uh, Carl Stevens led all scores, all their scores with 10. Daquan Haskins had 9. Marcus Thompson and Sebastian Mays each had 7. And it was honestly disappointing. I felt both teams were flat. Uh, Croslex played well. They played defense the way they do. I know offensively they fell fat, flat because Croslex played really, really good defense. But I didn't feel like Richmond had a ton of emotion in that game. Like it didn't feel like they were trying to knock off the the, the king of the hill for the past two years in the BWAC, and it kind of ended up that way. It, it's it's strange because again, on paper. This is a really exciting match. You know, it reminds me of the football season. On paper, we were like, oh, circle this week. We're right. going to do Richmond at Crosslex. That's going to be huge. And it ended up being not so huge. Um, and, but at and, least in that one, one side came out and dominated, played fast, and you're like, they came to play, yeah. and you're like, that's how good Crosslex is. But it's, it's this like, one, it was like Crosslex played. They didn't play poorly, but like I knew they had like two more gears they could kick it into, and they never had to, and, ne and never did. It's like, see, you you have the advantage. You saw the game, so you, right. you kind of know what the feel was for it. Because for me, just looking at the score, I'm like. Ooh, they held Richmond to 38, so that, that's not easy to do. No, they did so, a so – like they, I said – They I don't won wanna, by 19. I don't want to take okay, away anything, good. anything defensively. But <clears throat> there was a few times they did get hot shooting threes, but maybe it's coming off of the Reese game I saw where they just took over, and I'm like, this is what their peak can be when they're clicking on all cylinders. Well, I mean, necessity, because they <sighs> took the first quarter off and fell way behind, Yeah, and they had to find that next level and crank it up. You come out against Richmond, it's a different story. You get the lead, you can kind of coast at that point. I, I think it's just natural. Yeah, and they just kept them at arm's length. Richmond never went on a run where you're like, oh, oh, they got to – they gotta, they gotta get a few more shots, and they're right back in this. Like they'd get a stop, and they'd make a shot. And you're like, ooh, they got, it. and then Crosslex would score, or they'd go on a scoring drought. And it was a little disappointing 
from Richmond. Um, but Croslux, hey, give them credit. When they can play a B game and knock off the number two team in the league by 19 points, that's a huge, huge success. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that Croslux played bad. They didn't. But I've been a little spoiled with Croslux basketball. I've seen their A game. I've seen them do it to Goodrich last year. I saw them do it to Reese. I saw them do it to, to, to Harbor Beach earlier in the year. They can just attack and hey they did enough um yeah where, where do you think this puts richmond now here psychologically and do they suddenly become vulnerable or are they going to bounce right back and remember too last year crosslex crushed armada the first time around yeah and it was and a little bit of a time, similar feel the second time they played armada should have beat them and i think part of it may be because it was a tuesday and Richmond to Cross-Lex is about a 40-minute drive. But there wasn't a lot of students. There wasn't any student section from Richmond. Um, again, it's a little different compared to the Friday game at Armada where it's a stone's throw away. Yeah. But I was expecting a little more energy from even the crowd. The Cross-Lex crowd was there. But Richmond, like the parents came, they were loud at first. But then they didn't have a lot to cheer about. Um, but, no, I, I mean, Richmond has Algonac at the end of the week. I think they'll bounce back fine against them uh maybe a little more i don't know vulnerable i i definitely am gonna have to consider where they go in next week's poll depending on what other results are yeah because i was expecting a little more of a fight and i just didn't get it all right uh real quick before you move on i want to go over some of these stats for cross lex during their run of dominance it is now 761 days since they last lost a regular season game, excluding the one forfeit. So games that have been played, they have not lost then. I love how I make them do that yes. disclaimer. They've never, they have not lost at home in 1,000 and now 72 days. They have five more home games this season. If they win their last five home games, they will have... Their seniors, so Townsend, Slanik, the whole crew, will have never experienced a loss in their home gymnasium while they were in high school. I never experienced loss in my home gymnasium, but I didn't play basketball. <laughs> exactly. I believe <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I believe their last home loss, or at least maybe for three seasons, I have to triple check that, but. I know they haven't lost in a long, long time. It might have been their freshman year, but at least – well, let's see. All right, hold on. I think so, but I believe that's going to be true. Um, but yell at me if I'm wrong. Either way, it's a long time. A thousand days is many, many days. Yes, it is. So um, that's just a ridiculous stat. And if anyone else – has ever come close to replicating that, which there's someone active right now that actually is at least in the ballpark of that stat, uh, let us know because I don't think there's ever been a group of uh, kids to go through and never experience a loss at home. Yeah, I uh, again, three decades I've been in the area and I just – you know, we've had teams that have had good seasons or a good couple of years, but not like like that. 
not putting up numbers and, and doing so things. So the like last that. loss at home was the 18-19 season. So 19-20-20-21. All right. So it would have been their freshman year. Excuse me. So, but as as a varsity player, the sophomores would have never lost a game at home. Okay. Which is still, I was slightly wrong, but still ridiculously true that yeah. they have not lost a game as a varsity player. Now, something happened last night in the BWAC and boys basketball that you expect. There's always that one where you go, oh, and Yale went, oh, for the second time this year, Brady, the Yale Bowl, because they did it to Richmond, and now they did it to Armada, 47-42, and I believe that game was in Armada. It was. Huge win for Yale. They seem to be that team that if you don't show up at the, the gym and take them serious, they can, they can bite you. And I kind of had a feeling they got off to a great start this year, and they've really been in a funk. But I had a feeling that they were a dangerous team, and this is kind of a, a, a big blow for Armada, especially knowing that you've got Crosslex at the end of the week. Yeah, that's a tough way to get the uh, week started. But looking at Yale's schedule, their losses – Marine City and Marine City in December is a different team than Marine City is now. They were playing better basketball then, be honest. Uh, and they had an unbelievable night that night. Like They yeah. crushed Yale. Yeah, 64-39. They lose at St. Clair in what was a, a game that wasn't decided game. until the final minute. Yep. They lose at Croslex. I just rattled off the stat. It's been like th- four years since they last lost a game at home. Uh, and... They lose at home against MLA City, which is probably the biggest blemish. Um, that's their only home loss. But, yeah, that's another nice win where you're like, Yale will be a team that you probably don't want to face come district time. That, like you said, at any night they can sneak up and, and nip you at the heels. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, again, the – there's always somebody throwing a monkey wrench in. And, and actually, Yale beating Richmond and Armada is, is helping Cross. Not that Crosslex needs any help, but it's like putting a gap there. that Crosslex gets a two-game lead in that league. Oh, Don't you think they're, they're, they're unstoppable? There's, I mean, because that would require them to lose two of their remaining however many games in league. And that just doesn't look like it's something that's going to happen. That's not going to happen. So. Uh, MLA City beat North Branch 59-42. Uh, it's a nice win for the Spartans. And at and it's least nice. North Branch is playing games. Yeah, it's just nice to see North Branch playing games. Uh, and Elmont uh, took care of business against uh, Algonac 69-26. The Raiders get a big win there. Yeah, you're telling me. 69-26. That's a, that's a lot of points. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of points against not a lot of points. Um so, big wins there. Speaking of a lot of points, before we get to my game, uh, I'll run through these scores in the thumb. Uh, Landmark gets 90 last night against Burton center point Christian, 90-43. to 43. That was the final in that one. Akron Fairgrove beat CPS 49-42, and Deckerville gets a nice win over Dryden, 54-43. to 43. So, that leaves one game left on the docket, and that was the game that I was at. Mm-hmm. where uh, Cardinal Mooney was uh, hosting uh, Madison Heights Bishop Foley, which is the school that I attended 
Um, not from Madison Heights. I'm from Warren, but um, I, I got bused to Catholic school because my mom thought it would save me, and look how it turned out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, I had, uh, had poked, poked a little fun at my yeah. alma mater and, uh, in Monday's podcast. And fan of the show, head coach of Bishop Foley, Matt <laughs> Stefani, heard it. Coach Stefani heard it, and before the game last night, he came over to offer the olive branch, and it's it's a really nice shirt here, Brady. I, oh, you wore it today. Wear it oh, today. it's Adidas. Is that, yeah, is that not sharp? That is a nice looking Very shirt. Nice material. It's yes, gonna, this will be really good in the summertime. Yes, that's a, that's a good baseball. Like when you call a baseball game, yep. that is a nice. I like looking, the color. I like the gray. Yes. We that, did, we did not incorporate when I was there and and it's got a co- is that got a collar too collar that, and it's got like it's a zipper oh that is that is a heck of an olive branch yeah. I need to start talking crap about Marysville <laughs> see if Shunker will be yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is the other part of it is uh, Shunk and Stefani are yeah. buddies yeah too uh, and and of course McAndrews was there and he was mediating the whole process right that, so anyways they brought over the, the the shirt they hoped that it would bring them some luck and in the beginning it looked like it did because uh, Foley came out and they were the better team for most of the first quarter and they were up actually 10 to 6 and there was nine tenths of a second left in the uh, the first quarter and Mooney was inbounding from midcourt and Brian Everhart chucked up uh, a prayer uh, and and he nailed it Oh, yeah, and it was, there's, what, 0.8 seconds on the clock. I saw the video. Yeah. He catches it, like, six inches from being out of bounds and just turns and goes, ugh, and it goes in. Yeah, and and it wasn't a backboard shot. No. Uh, so, and that three just kind of changed what had kind of been a not-so-thrilling first quarter into the game suddenly got electric so it for, sounds like, the like next two quarters. We had the same first quarter, but that shot – Kicked everyone up a gear, and mine stayed in, like, second gear. Yeah, because that started a 13 nothing run by Mooney, and at one point they were up nine, and then Foley started knocking down threes, and they, they got it back close. At halftime, it was a six-point game. By the end of the third quarter, it was a one-point game. It was 36-35 Mooney going into the fourth, and then Mooney had a good – Strong fourth quarter. They outscored him 18-9 to nine in the fourth. Ended up winning the game by 10, 54-44. But uh, it, it, was, it was a very interesting game. It was kind of a chess match. Um, uh, both teams played hard. If not all the time, well, they played hard. Oh, that's the one thing uh, with, with Mooney is that the, I will never go to a game and not see them moving around 1,000 miles. Sometimes it actually hurts them because their bodies are moving faster than like their brains yeah. can, but they just know that they, they need to play at one gear, and that gear is go, and they fly around. It was true from the first game I did last season when they played Lons Cruz North to the last time I saw them against Green Hills. They fly around. And they have a coach that will remind them yeah. if they yeah. get out of gear. Um, so Brian Everhart finished with 14. Trent Rice had 13. Uh, Julian Iadisi had uh, 13. Uh, and, and they had good efforts from other guys. I thought uh, Dominic Catavera had a, a good game for them. He scored seven. Ryan Trombley knocked down a couple of three-pointers. He finished with six. That's the other thing. It was raining threes. 
15 threes last wow. night. Wow. Foley knocked down nine. That's and, a, and how often do you six. hit nine threes and lose? Um, my, my player of the game was actually uh, the Ventures' uh, Drew Malesko. He knocked down five triples. That's a good game. He had 18 points. He made five threes, and he got fouled on a three and made all three free throws. So essentially six. Yeah, essentially he made six threes, essentially, if, if you, you know. You know. So six points off of three points, or 18, 18 points, points off, of, three off po- of six three-point shots. Yeah. Five went in, and yeah. got, got fouled, got fouled and, and knocked down the free throws. So fun game. It, it, it's a 10-point win for Mooney, and it didn't feel like a 10-point win. That was like when after the game when I was talking with both coaches, it, it, and they were talking about it because uh, Coach Stefani said, you know, we played Gabriel Richard, and we lost. I, they lost by like 14, 18. He yeah. said it felt like we lost by 30. Right. Tonight, you lose by 10, and it felt like you lost by four. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Gabriel Richard. They are one heck of a team. They're undefeated. They're ranked in the state, uh, whether you look at, like, the D-Zone's top 100 or usually in every divisional ranking, Gabriel Richard shows up. But Mooney has an opportunity. They don't get them next. They have to go to Shrine on, I believe, uh, Friday. They go down to Shrine. But if they can get Gabriel Richard at home, they have a very legit chance to split a league title. They've gone one time through. They're four and one. Their only loss is to Gabriel Richard. Uh, and and um, Shrine won last night. I think they beat Cranbrook. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those Shrine those is not having a big no, year this year. No, they're three they're, and nine, one yeah, and four. Down. That was actually their first league win. But that's a big game for me because that's the big rival. Yeah. Yeah. So despite the record, that's not easy to go and there. in that league – Every bus ride for Mooney is going to be an hour plus. <laughs> like, what's the closest one? Is it Shrine or Bishop Foley? There, that's about the same. So what? Like, forty-five. Shrine, Shrine and Bishop Foley are like ten minutes apart. Yeah, so forty-five minutes to an hour away because it takes them yeah. twenty-some minutes just to get on the highway. Yep. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for the boys' scores. That, and- is, that is it for the uh, boys' scores. There are a ton of girls' scores. We'll we'll get to that next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. I know they're supposed to win this game, but to me this is a very important win last night for the Lady Big Reds after playing two powerhouse schools last week uh, and losing two tough ball games. Uh, to Gross Point North and on the road to Dakota to come back and beat Ike last night, 49-37. They needed that win just to remind them that they're a good team. And here's the thing. They had a lot of contributors. Julia Gilbert, 13 points. Mia Jacobs, 13 points. Ileana Williams, 10 points. Deja Brown, 8 points. Hasn't Deja Brown been a nice find for yes, them? Yes, it has. And, they're I mean, they're 10-4 and four now on the season. They uh, they have a little bit of time off because the game that was supposed to be played Thursday against Northern actually was they counted the Joel Weimer uh, or the Joel Weimer the Jim Weimer, Jim Weimer. Uh, tournament back in December as the, their league game so they kind of have a little bit of time off they come back next Monday at Gross Point North so they have about a week to prepare for what would essentially devolve into. A, Mac Red Championship. I mean, they'd have to beat Dakota as well, but if they want a chance, they have to beat Gross Point North, who's five and zero in league. So you who, you who beat Dakota last night? Yeah, you, you get to prepare for that one, and when you get Dakota the second time around, you get them at your place. Yes. So uh, Big Red still have an outside shot of claiming a Mac Red crown. Uh, they need to beat Gross Point North, but you're right. You go to Ike and you do what you need to do. Take care of business. They just they needed a win. Yes. So speaking of needing a win, and a really nice one at that, at Gross Point South, Port Huron Northern throttles them 39-21. Not only do they get a win, but they get it in dominant fashion. And, and, they, and they needed this. Um, I was there last week for two boys games, saw the girls' coaches. Everybody was kind of – down. Well, the Mac Reds know. tough, and they have a young team. But yeah. he, here, here's some stats: Landshut, 13 points. McGregor, a double double, 12 points, 10 boards. Kate Nichols, 7.6 boards. Shannon Falco had six rebounds and three assists. That's an all-around effort, and defensively to hold that team to 21 points on the road, that is a really nice win. For Nor- and I know Gross Point South is down. Yeah, it's not the same team, but Gross Point South last year at Northern had 21 points. I think it was three minutes into the game. Remember, that was the night yeah. they just went off, and, and they started the game with like nine out of nine from three-point land. Yeah, but again, I'm not going to discredit that. That's still a Mac Red team. That's still a team that in any other division wins some games, and Northern – did what they needed to do, and just dominated them. Marysville, 61, Fitzgerald, 24. Thanks for coming. <laughs> what do you want to say about that one other than, that's, yeah, that, that's yeah, what we thought Marysville yeah. would do. <laughs> Shocker. That's a, they maybe did it a little – 61 points is a lot of points. I don't know if I expected that many, but, yeah, that's what Marysville You know what does. that tells me? It tells me that – Marysville had their A game of pressure 
and you know using got their points off quick of hands. Turnovers, got yeah. a lot of layups last night. I bet you. Yeah, Marine City beat Sterling Heights sixty six twenty four again. You know what that means? They, they did what Mary still did. did to yeah, they got pressure. <laughs> they got the turnovers. Their their big scorers scored and. They did what they needed to do, and they went on the road, and they said, thank you very much. We're going to go home. This was a business trip. Goodbye. And another business trip, St. Clair 37, Roseville 21. Roseville's not a awful basketball team to hold them to 21 points. They have a couple players. The Trinity Brown girl for Roseville is a really nice player. St. Clair staying in the thick of the race. Again, they need to get some big wins, and they'll get a chance on Thursday or, yeah, yeah tomorrow, tomorrow to rectify one of the, their previous losses. But, hey, you go on the road, Roseville, it's always good to get a win uh, in that regard to not slip up because that was a potential slip-up spot. And, nope, all three area teams in the MAC gold really just took care of business. All our MAC teams kind of showed out and flexed their muscle a little bit last night. It's yeah. a really good night. Uh, and also, before we move on to other scores, uh, tomorrow, Marine City at St. Clair. Yeah, well, this is the rematch. They went to overtime the first time around in what was basically three different basketball games. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit more because I think the third segment will have a chance to kind of preview the big games the next two nights. So that is maybe the biggest one we have left in the next couple nights, at least in basketball. Pro- probably for this week, yeah. Um, Romeo beat Anchor Bay 46-43 to last night, uh, and New Haven beat Clintondale 45-10 to last night uh, in the girls' basketball. Sandusky getting closer. Yeah. What, uh, what'd you say, 18 now? Uh, let me double-check. Our friend up in Sanilac, Mike Gallagher, had it. But they moved to 11-0 on the season. And, um, yes, Al DeMott has 779 career victories. He is 18 behind uh, Frank Orlando for most wins all time. Al sent me 12 all the, and 0 now. Al sent me all the stats, uh, too, and they're s- sideways. <laughs> <laughs> don't, know, don't know how I, how I can read that, but uh, it looks like everybody scored last night for them. Uh so it, it, it was a, a resounding win over Brown City, 65-23. to 23. You know, I, I, I saw Brown City play. Uh, I think you were there uh, at the SC4 yeah. tournament. They don't have a bad team. No, and they get shellacked 65-23 because Croslex is – or not Croslex, Sandusky's that good. So Brooke Jansen, 14 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Morgan uh, Teague, 13 uh, points. Uh, Emmy Bender had nine points, five boards, five steals, three assists. Uh, Al gives me everything. Allie <laughs> Jensen had nine points, four assists. Um, Jenna Steeb with uh, seven points. I mean, uh, and this is like, this is every time we get a report from them, they've got like eight kids deep with five points or more. In high school basketball, that's a lot. That's a yes. lot of contributors. And by the way, if you're trying to do the math, even if Sandusky runs the table, goes undefeated, claims a state championship, he would still be three short of, I believe, tying the record. So he'd be four short of of winning it, of taking the, the record. So, and, I, and I'm going to be 
just shamelessly blunt about this. If they go into next season three wins shy of a, a record and, and we it, hope Al is, is going to – A state record that yeah, will probably never, never be touched. Be, never be touched. Yes, we will be the Sandusky Girls Basketball <laughs> Network. Yes. Until Don't the record care. is broken. Until the record's broken. Yeah. We'll be doing their games. We'll probably let so, – So that that right. can be kept for posterity in somebody's archives. Might as well be ours. Well, everyone's going to be following <laughs> him around yeah. at that point. And, yeah, at that point, just don't complain. It's 40-some years in the making for Mike Gallagher. Al DeMott. Or Al DeMott. Uh, Mike Gallagher is going to be following. Was, Gallagher will be there. Yeah, Gallagher will be there all uh, <laughs> everywhere. So, all right. Uh, brain scrambled Might today. as well stay in the, uh, the GTC's. Upley beat Marlette 23-16. to 16. Haven't seen Upley play. I've seen Marlette play. And again, not a bad basketball team. I was shocked they were held to 16 points. Yeah. So, uh, Ubley either locked it down or there was a lid on both baskets because neither team really scored much. Or they stalled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe they ran the stall. Uh, BWAC, uh, Elmont beat Richmond 48-22. to Again, Richmond has been struggling for a few years in girls' basketball. But Almont got whipped by Emily City, so the, the, like a nice bounce back game for the for them. Yeah, it had some stats from that one. Uh, Grace Koenig had sixteen. Lydia Lacavera had ten. Grace Johnson had eight. So, yeah, they they did what they needed to do on the road, and they bounced back and took care of business. CPS beats Akron Fairgrove thirty-one to uh, twenty last night. That was on Monday. Oh, that was on Monday? Yeah, that was Monday. Okay. Uh, well, this is last night. Merritt beat New Life 40-16, to and another Monday score was the Harbor beach Croslex game, right? Yep. 45-27, Harbor Beach beat uh, Croslex. I think the, uh, the the Lady Pioneers had kind of been on a little bit of a roll before they that They had game. won their last game. They beat Richmond. And but they'd won like two out of three or something I think like they that. only had – no, they only had the one, and then they had to go up to Beach and, yeah, took one on the chin. All right, so those were all your girls' scores from uh, last night. So it, it was a busier night for the uh, the ladies than it was for the uh, boys, but that happens sometimes. Uh, it'll be a busy night for the uh, boys tonight. Um, and All we'll, the MAC teams are in action. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, all of that uh, when we come back from the break in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on uh, Sports uh, podcast. Um, you had Almont stats? Yeah, I did. I forgot to read them. Uh, Coach John Hall has been nice enough to st- uh, be sending them uh, real quick, so I want to give them their due. Rich Rocky had 15 Clayton Rojeski had 12, and Logan Walton had 10 in their win over 
Algonac in boys basketball. So the, just the real to, reason is he likes saying Rich Rocky's name. No, my favorite name is Marco Radoslavic. That's a fun <laughs> name to say, but a mouthful when they're passing the ball around Marco the yard. Marco Radoslavic. Anyway. That sounds like an NBA name. It does. It does. Sounds like the, uh, the tall big man you bring off the bench that only yep. shoots threes. Boban. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have hockey tonight, and Marysville can clinch a league title. Yeah, uh, the Vikings have been playing really well this year. They're getting big seasons from a lot of guys. Nola Valley got his 100th career point earlier this year. Um, Turner's, Still just a junior. Turner's been going bonkers. He's he's at like twenty and twenty already. Yeah, like, like well past it. Yeah, it, it's 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 at least he's got at least twenty two goals and twenty two assists. Yeah, at least. Yeah, and uh, their game, by the way, moved up to four fifteen, so slightly earlier. Fifteen minutes. I'll take it. Yeah, because that's where I'll be. Utica Marysville is game one. Northern against Gross Point North is game two of a hockey double tonight from McMorn. Port here on Northern. They went up to the Sioux and they got a couple nice wins. Now, are those going to be season-defining wins? No, but after playing through just the gulag that is the MIHL, going there and getting a couple wins against different faces is really nice to see. And they started putting up points. And, and Gross Point North, I think, is a team that they can be competitive with uh, tonight. And, yeah, that, that's the big thing. Some pucks went into the net. Uh, and that can only give you confidence because the last time we saw the Huskies or talked about the Huskies, it wasn't just they that they were They had been in a funk. Yeah, it, it wasn't just that they weren't scoring goals. It was that they weren't even creating chances for themselves. They weren't generating shots. They weren't getting a forecheck uh, going. Um, and so, you know, eight goals in two games for them is a smorgasbord. Yes, Yes, hopefully that continues against Gross Point North. That was another team that – oh, no, it was South they lost to earlier in the year. But Yeah, that was a really good game, too. That was a 4-3 overtime game. Yeah, so hopefully they can make it three in a row tonight. They just pay, play what, basically 20 minutes after your first game ends? Uh, yeah, probably not even that long. Yeah. These guys drive the Zamboni fast. They do. They, they do, like NASCAR. McMoran's much different place than it was even five years ago. Yeah. It's like a like a ten minute resurface. They got a got a rush in intermissions to get everything in. Which real quick, I heard a rumor about McMoran. So you know when they were gutting the palace, right? How they got the the seats in McMoran from the palace. Yeah. You know what else was, and I don't have this substantiated. This is just a rumor, so don't quote me. But I'm going to quote you. I I'm heard put it out on Twitter because if it's on Twitter, it's got to be true. Do you know what else they were offered from the palace for McMoran? What the scoreboard? Really. And it's too big. It's obviously going to be way too big. <laughs> but could you imagine the Palace's scoreboard in McMorrin? How many pucks or anything would hit that scoreboard? Could you imagine it? Remember when we had arena football? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine it them would, trying to do a kickoff with that scoreboard? Thing? It would just get pelted all the time. You'd have to run the ball every play. Did you? And I only know this because I was there. Do you the know first kickoff, the very first yep. kickoff. Went, I told that story went last the night, rafters. and didn't hit anything. Didn't hit anything. Yeah, came down. The guy caught it and ran out of the end. Yes, I told that story last night. As a matter of fact, <laughs> so, um, so that's the hockey we got. Marysville. I mean, we'll talk about the results on Friday, but hopefully, we're they're celebrating a league title, and hopefully, Northern is celebrating their third straight win. All right, uh, busy schedule basketball. Let's start where you're at. 
Marysville is home to Lakeview tonight. Yes. This is a game where the Vikings have struggled. They've gotten a couple wins, but they're looking to kind of get that one really feel-good win. Lakeview's a team that just thwacked them down at their place. Marysville's hoping to pull off the upset, but they're going to have to switch around what was like a 25 or 30-point loss last time. But this time around, like, Cole Bowman is starting to uh, produce some scoring numbers. Um, they're and, young guys and are they're, getting yeah, they're, better. They're really putting uh, a lot of minutes, quality minutes for, for young guys so that they're they're getting better as the season and goes And I don't on. know if – I know Zach Winston as a freshman had been out for a bit. I don't know if he's back, um, but – if he is, that's a that's a young guard that's been playing big minutes for him. Yeah, and uh, I want to look real quick. I think Colin Sherrard, is that the name you're looking for? No. Um, who is the guy? Uh, Simpson. Tyler, Tyler Simpson. Tyler Simpson, I thought, played really well He's, the last time I saw him He has shown play. promise in the post at times, yes. He just doesn't have overwhelming height to use. I think he's only like six foot or six one. Yeah, they're, they're not a big team, but – yeah, he's he's kind of thick, and I don't, he, he yeah, did. Some he's nice got, he's got some nice footwork. Yeah, uh, Tower at St. Clair is actually a, a pretty interesting matchup. Yeah, this is a game that the Saints felt like they should have won on the road. They get them at their place. You look at the Mac, uh, or the, the yeah, they're in the Mac Gold standings, and after uh, Fitzgerald had the swift arm of justice come down on them. St. Clair now three and two in the gold. They're two games back of South Lake, but they're tied with Warren Woods Tower. And if they wanted to threaten a league title, they have to win this game at home. Uh, they're seven and four now after the the decision was switched. This is one of those games, Dennis. I've talked about it when doing the rankings. You're like, I want them to like reach up and grab a big attention getting win. This would be an attention-getting win against a solid team. Same exact record at home. Let's, I want St. Clair to get this one done. So call me crazy. Uh, Marine City is slumping. They just uh, – was it Hazel Park they lost? Yeah, to? who's 2-8 and eight on they, the year. They've got to go to Madison tonight, so you're looking at this going, oh, man, what a bad time to get this game. I'm calling it now. The Mariners are going to win. No? <laughs> uh, I, just, I, was, I was very obviously very high on Marine City. I thought they were going to be at the top of the bronze. They are 1-4 in, in bronze play the first time through. I will pat you on the back and tell you great job if you are right. Don't see it happening. Doesn't mean it won't. They have the talent, but... They're going to have to earn my trust back before I call an upset on the road against a, the division-leading team. It's just one of those weird feelings that I occasionally get. All right. So, you know what? If you're well, right, I'm, I'm more hoping, power to you. I'm hoping we get a, a good score from that one. Uh, PH is at Clintondale uh, tonight. The way PH mall Clintondale the first time around, uh, it makes me feel comfortable it's in saying so PH is going to win tonight. Just talk about a team going to Clintondale and expecting them to win by 20. Clintondale for a long time was a bear of a team to play in the silver. I mean, even back when I played, but recent years, you can remember good teams that would trip up with Clintondale because they were always a really solid opponent. They surprised some people in football this year. Yeah, but they are down in basketball, and 
yeah, I mean, Port Huron should go in there and, and get a big win. The, the Silver has become a two-team race between Lincoln and Lakeview, but go on the road, get a nice win, Port Huron. Uh, you got Oriole, you got Rosenau, have them go off. Let's see who comes off the bench maybe. Let's see who uh, – hopefully someone surprises us when I get the uh, score sheet sent to me tonight. Uh, I, I want to hear 10 for Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of become my, my favorite. He really <laughs> He's a nice player. He is. Uh, Northern's at Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Every time. <laughs> Just like the bad axe joke. Um, but, no, this is a game that, hey, I mean, I've said it for the last three. Northern's undefeated in league play. Don't trip up against the Frazier team that, as we, as we chronicled, have gotten a lot better since the last time they've played. They're on a little bit of a winning streak. Go down on the road. You haven't played a league game on the road. Start off on a good spot. You said it, I think, on our last show, Dennis. Other guys had started to get it involved in yep. the Anchor Bay win. Keep that going and set up what will be a colossal showdown with Lakeshore. Don't look ahead. Yeah, don't look ahead because this is a trap game if there's a trap game. Well, there. I mean, you have, you have to play four, five league games on the road of your next six. Do not. Get ahead of yourself. Take it a game at a time, as cliche as that is. Now, this is the second time around. Uh, will this make a difference for teams oh, yeah. in trying to stop Tyler Jamison? I he got 41 they, on them the first time. If they are naive enough, is the nice way I'll put it, to try to stop him at half court and trap him and do all those things that haven't worked for anybody, <laughs> then he's going to score 45, 50 points, and Dennis is going to be on this week in high school sports again <laughs> next week talking about how Jamison is scoring 45 points a game in league play. It's your best bet, and it's not a great bet, but your best bet, and I've said this for weeks, is to stay inside the arc, come out, contest a three, do not let him drive the paint. Whatever you do, do not let him get that first step on you. If he hits five, six threes on me, I will tip my cap. But I have seen him multiple times go through. Dennis, you saw five guys guarding him, and he still scored. He was sick. He, he, he still got a rebound, scored. and he still scored with five guys covering. So I'm going to take my chances with him shooting farther away from the hoop. Again, is it a great strategy? No. But if you come out and you're trying to stop him at half court – Goodbye, you're torched, game over. Yeah, I, I, I tend to Hopefully agree, they figure I, that I, out. Again, easy to talk about, even easy to, to try and do it. It's hard to stop him. Yes. It's hard to stop him. But the, the reason why he can get by you is he has such a quick first step, and he's so good handling the basketball that you give him two dribbles before he even gets to you. I will take my chance coming out contesting a three. Again, not a good strategy, but I'm going to bet that he's not going to hit eight threes instead of he's going to make 15 layups because he's going to make 15 layups. He gets into the paint. You just start writing down a two on your scorebook, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, Ike's at New Haven. That's the other MAC game. Two big games in the GTC East. Uh, uh, Memphis is at Harbor Beach. Sandusky's at Brown City. The, the the Memphis one is kind of the one I talked about as the prove it game. The hey, you want to be considered talked about? You're eight and three. Your non conference schedule was as weak as we've seen, and go on the road and win at a Harbor Beach team that you know has talent. 
Uh, and then, uh, uh, again, Brown City's kind of a team that uh, we like to root for. I don't know why all of a sudden I feel like I'm getting low volume here. Anyway, um, the, the, the Brown City's a, a team that uh, we, we like to root for because they've got uh, two guys that uh, we think are, are studs. And Sandusky's going to be solid. They're, they're going to be competitive. Uh, so that should be an interesting game as well, and it's a rivalry. Brown City's a team I've been waiting to say, hey, they've won four straight, they've won five straight, and they've struggled a bit to do so at, at times this year. I think they're about 500 right now. Um, but you know they have star power, as we call it. So Yes. There we go. I think somebody bumped a knob. Probably. Anyway, uh, th- oh, Thursday. You want to go over just yeah, what th- Thursday's th- games are? Because there's one big game to talk about. Yeah. Um, here, I'll just go through the list of games first, and then we'll talk about it. Um, Marysville at Roseville. Marine City at St. Clair, obviously the big one. Lance Cruz North at Anchor Bay. Lincoln at New Haven. MLA City at Algonac. Cross Lex at North Branch. Armada at Richmond. Almont at Yale. Brown City at KPAC. CPS at Dryden. Deckerville at All Saints. And Peck at Mayville. So... The big ones that jump out to you is Marine City at St. Clair. Yeah, this and that's is, all girls basketball. That's all girls. Way. This is the rematch. First time around they played at Marine City. The Mariners dominated the first half of the game. They were up 16 at halftime, and you're like, wow, is Marine City ever good? And, you know, St. Clair, we like you, but you're third best. Uh, in, in this league, and then all of a sudden the second half happened, um, and the St. Clair came storming back, tied the game on a late basket from Aaron Saros. I think there was 10 seconds or less left in the game, uh, and actually both teams had a chance to win it in regulation. Yeah. Um, and then so you, so you had a first half that was all Marine City, second half that was all St. Clair, and then an overtime that was all Marine City. Here's what I remember from this game, other than Jade Blanchard scoring 32. But again, she was able to take advantage of the fact that in the first half, St. Clair's bigs got into foul trouble, and without Audrey Schindler and Aaron Saros on the floor, Marine City went in, just pounded it inside and scored at will with uh, Blanchard and Dietlin. Mm-hmm. In the second half, St. Clair's like, well, we got to put them in. Right. And the game changed suddenly. Schindler and Saros took over, got them back into the game. Overtime, Schindler fouls out. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Marine City's dominant inside again. Right. So that was the pattern that I noticed in game one. Don't know if it'll have anything to do with game two. Chloe Austin found herself in foul trouble, too. Yes, she only had two points in, in that game and hardly played. So. The officials are going to play a factor, not as if, oh, one team's going to get screwed, one team's not. Some officials call it tight. Some let it play a little more. If they let it play a little more, that's going to change the dynamic because obviously last time was called tight. Both teams were in the double bonus in both halves, right? Yeah. And quickly experienced foul trouble. That affected that game, and you saw how it ended. What would it be like if they let them play a little bit? That's just an interesting, yeah, interesting way that this could could go down. I, I and I've been doing a lot of BWAC the last couple of weeks. BWAC is they always, call it tight. BWAC is always called tighter than MAC games. Like n- not every single time, 
But on average, if you go, to, I bet you the BWAC teams are in the bonus a little more than MAC teams are. If you've if you've got a minute to go in a BWAC game, I don't care what the score is, it's going to take about ten minutes to get that last <laughs> minute in because every whistle, somebody's going to be shooting free throws both ways. Yeah, just <laughs> general rule of thumb: you go to a BWAC game, it's called a little tighter and the Mac lets them play a little more. So not like, saying one way is better than the other. It's you, just you, you turn on the game and I go, there's 47 seconds to go here. You can go away for 10 minutes. Yeah. We'll still be playing basketball. Crack open back. a beverage, get a snack because <laughs> you'll have plenty of time. Come back and I'll go, oh, now there's 25 seconds left in the game. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, I think that's it. Oh yeah. On Thursday, I'm at Algonac host MLA city. So I'll get to see the muskrats in action for the first time. Hoping someone can upend the Spartans. They are on. They're on a long winning streak as well, Dennis. I told you about it. I think it's been what twenty-two. 20. They've won at home, yeah. and it's like seven hundred and eighty-two days since they've <laughs> lost last lost in their own gym. So they're on a as close to a similar streak as Cross Lex is, because Cross Lex, I think I said, has won what twenty-five straight in their own gym. Yeah. Although the MLA City one did include two regional, well, they both included two regional games. So I guess if you want to be, have to be, uh, I can't think of the right word, be petty about it. You can say it's twenty three and twenty one because they were technically home games. You saw them recently against Cousineau. I saw them Friday against uh, Elmont, and they are as advertised. Yeah. And they play hard. The only other and they play hard. For the entire game. The only problem, I guess, with them is they do get in foul trouble. But the one thing I kind of like that they do, or maybe I just like it because it's different, is they just kind of let it ride. Like, if a girl picks up three fouls in the first half, they're like, okay, she's not out until she's got five. Yeah, they, they, they trust their players. Um, and because uh, there were there were actually a couple players that they played for a long time in the game with four fouls. Yeah, very rarely, at least in the times I saw them, that they like a girl gets two fouls in the first quarter that they come out right away. It's like, no, we're going to stick to our rotation, and then we'll have to deal with it when they get the fifth foul. And I think they're they're deep enough that when somebody fouls out, they just feel like the next person up is going to get the job done anyways. Right. So. All right. The I, next Langeman up will get yeah, the job we'll, done. <laughs> um, anything oh, else? Oh, 40 fouled out. Okay, put in the other 40. <laughs> or um, I mean, we Dakota Deal's still a really nice player. Yep. The, uh, the Evans girl, I know you said, yeah, she, played she well. Yeah, she played a good game. So, um, all right. I think that's it tonight. Dennis, you got a back-to-back hockey at McMorrin. Marysville trying to win a MAC division championship. I'm not sure what division they're in in, in the MAC is – they're a red and a white, or yeah, I'm, I'm confused on Mac yeah, hockey. Yeah, because the Mac have, have always been confused on Mac yeah, hockey. Because the MHSA site is confused as well. It has Northern in the Mac for hockey. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, I've noticed that. So too. Um, they're trying to win a conference title, whatever division they're in in the Mac, and Northern's trying to win their third straight. That's at starts at four fifteen. About six ish is when six six thirty is when the next game will start. Would you say? Yeah. And then I am at Marysville. They're looking to upset Lakeview in boys basketball. Tomorrow you have Marine City St. Clair in the Saints home gym looking to uh, repeat a classic 
from a couple weeks ago. I will be at Algonac just down the river as they host MLA City and girls basketball. All right, and there will be games on Friday, but we'll talk about that on Friday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.